0: Hello and welcome to UFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, November 27th, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and this is my favorite NBA podcast of the week. It's the Saturday special with the one and only Josh Crash Davis. How are you today, my friend?
1: Doing well, Coach. Had a good Thanksgiving with family and friends and uh, looking forward to diving into this NBA slate
0: i'm with you man and uh appreciate you jumping on we're also going to do so those that are just tuning in here at the we're premiering it and uh, posting it here we are going to do a two brains or better than one fan duel gpp full lineup that we'll draft and talk through right here at the end of the podcast so i know we've had some success in cashing with that lineup so i think everybody be interested in checking that out now yesterday was pretty much A lot of fun in in my household here. Uh, Really had some guys step up and come through. And then, man, it's so much fun to be on the side of a triple overtime game. Mm -hmm. that really helps you as opposed to suffering through it. Right. And that was fun.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. You know, we were talking in Discord and it was like, this could go to overtime. This could go to double. This could go, wow, triple overtime, you know. So it was just, it was exciting. It was fun.
0: I was running out of gifs to put up there of amazement yeah. and astonishment and excitedness. Right, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we had two nice takedowns, a couple of, you know, really good tournaments on DraftKings. Um just crushed Yahoo too. Mm-hmm. Um, cash, hybrid, GPPs, won everything there. The only one that was just in between we had a few winners was FanDuel. That one got yeah. a little sticky, but we still cashed. Right. So it was complete smash. You know, takedown day on DraftKings and Yahoo, and then solid day on FanDuel. So we're looking for another three sweeper here. Try to make it a smash on all three sites today. So Mm -hmm. let's keep that momentum going. And uh, we're not going to take any breaks going through this. We're going to give you the seven-game main slate. We're going to go through every game, give you the game set, injuries, You know, what we're seeing with these teams, the analytics breakdown. And it's a seven-game main slate that starts at 7.30 Eastern on DraftKings and FanDuel. It starts at the same time on Yahoo, but one less game, only six games. No idea why they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not understanding it, but I don't know. Um, But that's what we're going to look at now. So we'll have this app. Uh, plenty before lunchtime so everybody has a chance on their busy saturdays here um, we're going to be putting up christmas tree and doing a bunch of stuff here uh, so hopefully people can listen to the podcast in between christmas uh, music that's the plan so a um, couple things though right before we start off here if you're watching on youtube quick thumbs up hit the subscribe button put a little comment there that really helps us move up the algorithm on youtube that's very important to us if you're listening through any of our podcast uh, landing spaces, whether it be Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, whichever it is, uh, take a second. Give us a five-star rating and a quick comment. We have a drawing at the end of each month, so we only have uh, three days left, only 30 days in this month. Three days left to put the five stars in comment. That qualifies you for a drawing for a one-week free membership at Coach Talk. And our last one week free membership uh, that was given away in this drawing, uh, that person has become a year long member, Mm -hmm. It's had a takedown already. So, you know, get in, check us out, maybe that's the way to do it. But I wanna just mention one thing and I don't wanna break it up during because we'll be on a roll, but we do have our Black Friday slash Cyber Monday weekend sales here. There are two days, 13 hours, 48 minutes and zero seconds left. And you're going to save on all of our top uh, Coach Talk memberships, whether you're a new to Coach Talk or you're a current member. Uh, you select, select the membership that's right for you. And it's basically all a dollar a day flat rate. Uh, NBA season with playoffs, that means all the way through the entire midsummer is a 205 flat right rate. That's one a uh, dollar a day. Uh, if you want just the rest of the NFL season and the playoffs at Super Bowl, that's a dollar a day, eighty dollars. And then there's a lot of other options for you as well. Whether you want our uh, five day check us out for five days for ten bucks, or uh, even check us out for a week for fourteen bucks. So mm-hmm. lots of options, and uh, we'd love to have you check us out. Per- perfect time of the year. You know, really, prime NBA, prime NFL uh, are real two strong suits. So, all right, uh, Crash, let's dive in. No more messing around here. And we are going to give you the game set, and then Crash is going to break this sucker down for us. So, we're not counting the Minnesota Philly game. I'm glad we're not. It's Mm -hmm. on the phone at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tobias Harrison and Joel Embiid are questionable. So good luck figuring that one out with those, uh, you know, situations. We're going to start with our first game of the night, and that is a 7:30 p.m. start. New York Knicks, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta's favored by five. It's a 218 total. 106.5 is the implied for the Knicks. 111.5 for the Atlanta Hawks. Knicks come in at 10 and nine. Atlanta comes in at 11 and nine. So two teams playing some decent ball. Atlanta certainly getting together after a really poor start. As far as injuries go, we have two questionables for the Knicks. That's Taj Gibson, which makes it just sort of a Mitch Robb and Nerlens Noel split at center. And then Derek Rose is still mm-hmm. questionable, which changes things a little bit for the rotation for them at guards. Atlanta, Hunter and Akongwu remain out. Uh, as far as... The statistical look at this, and then we'll give you the the eyeball breakdown of this game. We've got a second night of a back-to-back, and you'll find that the theme tonight. Almost every uh, – 50% of these teams have played yesterday. So that's going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Most of the teams are matched up against somebody else that played two nights in a row, but every coach reacts different, and we'll discuss that as we go through these. Yeah. So, again, both teams back-to-back. As far as pace goes, not good here. Knicks 22nd, Atlanta 20th. Offensive efficiency, you've got the Knicks 16th. Atlanta is scoring the ball. That's why they've been winning games lately. They're all the way up to the second-best offensive-efficient team in the league. Mm. Defensively, lower than you'd expect and much lower than they were last year. uh, Knicks have at least gotten to 14th. So in basically in the middle of the pack. And they were, I think, third most of the year last year, even went to second. Atlanta has played poor defense. They mm-hmm. bottomed out last week at 27. They're up to 23, but still nothing to write home about. So yeah. interesting game here, buddy. What do you got as an initial look in this ballgame?
1: Yeah. So for me, I'm looking at the guards in this game, primarily um, Trey Young is 8,900 on FanDuel, 9,600 on DraftKings. And then with the Knicks, you've got a little bit of value here. We've been attacking the guards for Atlanta pretty much all year. Uh, Kemba's 5,000 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings. As you mentioned, Derek Rose might be out. So if he's out, I do like Kemba Walker a little bit here. Then his 28th against point guards. And then another... Uh, Value play is going to be Alec Burks. He's 5,100 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DraftKings. Land 25th against shooting guards, so they're really just not good against guards at all. And then um, for a big, you could look at Clint Capella. He's 7,800 on FanDuel, 7,500 on DraftKings. He's averaged 45 fantasy points a game against the Knicks in their last three games. So that's what I'm looking at for this game.
0: Very good. For me, you know, neither guard group here, plays good defense. So it does give you some options. I actually, it's really weird here, but I, you know, this will be more GPP-ish for me. Mm-hmm. I sort of like Burks and Quickly better than I like Walker and Fournier. You know, a couple of reasons. A so back-to-back. You know, yeah. those guys are fresher. They seem to really be consistent off the bench. Wouldn't play both of them, but mm-hmm. I think one or the other at 4-9 and 4-3, I think are good GPP plays, um <clears throat> on some of the sites for sure um other than that you know Julius Randall at 10-2 a little pricey for me yeah. against that Collins Capella and this pace so I'm not jumping out of my seat for this game at all um John Collins has been priced well I mean still sub 7k so you're getting a true mid-level priced guy at 6-9 can be considered <clears throat> Herter had a bad game last night Again, possibly on the cheap, though, with Hunter remaining out at 4-5. Uh, Reddish, It's some inconsistency at 3-7, but could be considered also. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Trey Young is the guy that if I do dive into this game, 9-6 is a lot. But, man, this, this game, you know, it just seems like I'm not sure who they're going to defend him with. You know, this yeah. is where... They really miss having some of those perimeter defenders like Reggie Bullock and some of the guys they let go. So Trey would be my, you know, uh fly by night if I'm gonna pay up, if not maybe just a one-off value play.
1: Well, he he pretty much owned them in that series in the playoffs last year. I was I was just thinking about that as you we were talking about how he was just kind of showing off in the garden yep. <laughs> last year. So yeah, I do remember that.
0: That can go two ways. One, it's just he has big confidence against them and can hammer them. Or mm-hmm. two, they're gonna remember that and try to clamp down on him.
1: True, because true.
0: He did showboat a bit, if you mm-hmm. remember, you know, yeah, even in New York.
1: Yeah, he definitely was. So, yeah.
0: so there's a risk reward there, but you know, he likes playing against the Knicks. That's for darn yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, let's go to game two. Also 730, Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn favored by two and a half. You got a nice total here. This is my probably second favorite or third favorite game on the slate. I do have a favorite game tonight that I'll probably have four people coming out of that just that one game. But this one you can also look at the same way. 222 mm-hmm. and a half over under. My magic number, I love when both teams have an implied total 110 or over. Yeah. That gets me excited and Suns barely make it at 110. Nets at 112 and a half, and there are people saying this could be a preview of the NBA finals, so mm-hmm. this should be a fun game to check out. Um, you've got uh Phoenix <clears throat> at 16 and three, they've just won 15 in a row, no yeah. big deal, no and big then big. the Nets, an impressive 14 and five, and they've done it with some guys hurt. Um, injuries out for Phoenix is Nader, Kaminsky, and Sarich. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Nader is questionable. Kaminsky and Sarge are out for Brooklyn. They've been banged up, like I say, probable for Bruce Brown, which is a big deal because it changes that rotation. But out are Claxton, Duke, Harris, and Irving. So Joe Harris remains out there. Um, Interesting here. You've got a lot of of potential with a low spread and a high-scoring game and a bunch of stars. How are you looking at this game? Well, let me give you the statistical breakout. Then you can you can mm-hmm. uh, throw it to me. So pace, you've got – here's a, here's a, uh, an important thing. Phoenix played last night. Uh, Brooklyn did not. So there is an advantageous piece there. And Brooklyn's at home. So, you know, definitely a plus side for Brooklyn. Um, Pace-wise, Phoenix fourth. So they're not only – you know, they're just great in everything. Brooklyn's 12th, very respectable. And then offensive efficiency, you know, these two teams know how to score the ball, fifth and eighth. Defensively, though, this is the scary part. Yes, it's 222.5, bunch of super studs, Mm -hmm. but Phoenix is third and Brooklyn is sixth. Yeah, That's the best combination of defensive, except, well, it's tied with the next game. But, you know, to have a 222.5 with that good a defense, does that scare you at all?
1: It does. That was the first thing that I, you know, kind of jumped out at me when I was looking at the over unders on this slate. Was you know you got the two twenty two and a half, but these are two of the top defensive teams in the league. You know, so I was like, how did they get that number? Um, And and I think that there's real concern because I think that they match up very well defensively against each other. I think you know you've got Mikhail Bridges um, for Kevin Durant. You've got Chris Paul and Devin Booker on their guards. I just don't see a lot here, um, honestly, which is kind of surprising, I know. But I'm, I'm kind of looking only at, at one guy on each team. I've got Mikael Bridges, 5,100 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DraftKings. And then LaMarcus Alders is 5,600 on DraftKings um, and 5,600 on FanDuel, I believe. So... Those are really the only two guys that I'm looking at. I just feel like these guys are going to cancel each other out. And, you know, there is a possibility, in my opinion, um, that Phoenix could blow them out. I know Brooklyn's really good, but Phoenix has just been playing so well. So what do what are your thoughts on this game?
0: Well, you know, I'm a little bit different going into this one. It's in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they're rested. And I, I think Brooklyn may win this game, let alone mm-hmm. get blown out. So I think it stays – Tight, and that's why I definitely want exposure here. The guy that I like the most is Chris Paul, he's 8k, which is reasonable. Yeah, here's my theory there Devin Booker's their scorer, he's going to get Bruce Brown defense. Jay Crowder's going to be on Durant, like you said. Mikhail Bridges, he may get uh, a look at Harden, you know, Mm -hmm. so that, that could be part of the rotation there. So there's a lot of guys that are covered good defensively, but there's a few gaps. Yeah. Um, as far as who's going to guard Chris Paul, probably Patty Mills out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Paul can take advantage of that. Right. The Short jumpers and just a lot of assists. And, you know, so I really like this spot for him at that price. I also think a sneaky play here for me is LaMarcus Aldridge at 5'6". Yeah. When he gets the minutes – His DFS points per minute have been fantastic. Uh, It's amazing. I mean, he's even hitting threes, Mm -hmm. which he never used to do. Uh, He was the mid-range champ. But I think he can give them some trouble. I like those two spots for having some exposure here. But this is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. And, you know, I think it'll be decent enough scoring. Not a blowout where I'm going to stack guys. But if I can go maybe a Paul Aldridge, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. that would give some good exposure, but yet not overdo the game, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I said that Mikael Bridges would be on Durant. I meant Harden and then yeah, Jay Crowder will see Durant. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I I agree. I think LaMarcus Aldridge is probably my favorite play in this game and uh, he's been hitting value pretty regularly. So it's a pretty good matchup for him.
0: It is. As long as he's going to get the minutes, we just I want to keep reading up and following it because they do have a tendency at times to put him, you know, be easy on him because he's coming Mm -hmm. back. He missed last year, basically. So uh, but, you know, when he does play, he's been fantastic. So. Right. All right. Let's move on to the next one, my friend. We go to eight o'clock. The Charlotte Hornets, Houston Rockets. Charlotte favored by five and a half, 224 is the total, implied 114.75 for Charlotte, 109.25 for the Houston Rockets. Charlotte Hornets are um, they're coming into this game at 13 and eight. Houston 2-16, and not great for sure. Mm -hmm. Mason Plumlee questionable. So that's Mm -hmm. the ticket. He was questionable and did not play the last game. So we'll see what happens there. We do know that that, uh, the rookie green is out for Houston. So that changes things. And John Wall hasn't played all season. So we know that that's the case there. Statistically speaking, we've got – Let's see, where are we at? Charlotte at uh, on a second night of a back-to-back, Houston not. So that's one thing to look at. Charlotte was in a barn burner, too. Third in pace, Houston first in pace. Does that get you interested?
1: Yeah, just a little bit.
0: <laughs> and then uh, problem <laughs> is Houston, they're so fast, but they can't score. They're mm-hmm. dead last in offensive efficiency. Uh, Charlotte at least is 10th. And they're looking better and better every game I see them. Yeah. Defense, nothing to write home about at all. 21st and 20th. So I'll just tell you this much. This is my favorite game. I know it's, mm-hmm. the, you know, wow, coach, what a revelation. It's the highest Vegas total.
1: Well, right. you know what?
0: There are a lot of times I don't like the highest total. I like, you know, something in between. But mm-hmm. this game stands out to me because there are so many guys that are somewhat in some cases blow out proof Then you've got yeah. other guys that are just the matchups are perfect, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think this is a game that could really pay off if you dig deep on the research in this game. So what I'm looking at mostly here is some value plays. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. 5,000 on FanDuel, 4,600 on DraftKings. Houston is last in fantasy points allowed to small forwards. Um and then Alperin Sengun, he's forty four hundred on Fanduel, forty three hundred on DraftKings. Charlotte's twenty eighth against power forwards, and Jalen McDaniel is thirty eight hundred on Fanduel, only thirty two hundred on DraftKings. And Houston's twenty seventh against power forwards, so a lot of value here. Um, and then I also wrote down Terry Rozier, sixty six hundred on Fanduel, sixty seven hundred on DraftKings. They're twenty fifth and twenty seventh. Houston is against guards, so. Whether you consider him a point guard or shooting guard, it doesn't really matter because Houston's bad against both. So,
0: correct. I, you know what? I, I like so many guys here. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think I'll have a good solid four guys out of this game.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I don't think LaMelo Ball's the worst payup possibility at 10 4. I think, you know, if you're going to spend way up, I think he's one of those options that is proving that he deserves to be at that price just like DeJounte Murray with the Spurs. Everybody gets so afraid of the monster price, but these guys just keep filling up the the score sheet, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Do you think that this game could blow out, though? That would be my main concern with a guy like LaMelo Ball and, you know, those kind of guys.
0: You know, there's a couple of things. Charlotte is on the second night of a back-to-back, and it's Mm -hmm. at Houston. So, you know, that is something that uh, is of concern. You know, I think that allows the game to be closer. Yeah. And I think that that will make it stay. But, you know, not having green and this whole issue, it definitely is, um, you know, a possibility. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to count on it as a blowout. And like I say, this isn't like, you know, Lakers and – you know, the Bulls are something where if, as soon as it sniffs blowout, you get second-string guys. You're still yeah. going to get extra run with guys like Porter and Tate and Wood and on the other side, you know, even Ball. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> other than that, Rozier, I think, at six, seven is still a great deal. I mean, the Porter-Gordon defense is not the best on the other side. right. right. Ball, Rozier, and play – Like you said, Houston can't guard small forwards, so I think Hayward's terrific. Miles Bridges is fun to watch, man. I Mm -hmm. do think, um, I'm interested to see who defends who. We need to know if Plumlee's gonna play for sure, because Jay Sean Tate defense is tough. I think he'll guard Hayward, so I'm leaning more towards Bridges. The problem is Bridges is Mm 7'9", Hayward is only 6'5". So that is a bit of a concern. Um, But I do like the Bridges side better. On the uh, Houston side, whenever Green sits, I really do like Porter because he gets a lot more shots up. Mm -hmm. And I love Eric Gordon, too. Last time he got in that starting lineup and played big minutes, that dude can score. Now, here's the quiz question for you. And and I'll give you my opinion, but I'm not sure. So that's why I'm asking you, who does Rozier guard? Porter or
1: Gordon? Uh, I'm gonna say that Lamella Ball takes Porter.
0: Okay, because I'm I'm hoping that Rozier guards Porter because I'd like to play Gar- Gordon at four seven, and mm-hmm. it could go both ways, you know. But because I really do respect Rozier defense, so I'm gonna really watch, be looking at all the coach speak, looking at all the everything that's going on. Uh, with the beat writers, because that's key to me. Yeah. You know, which, whichever guard Rozier is not guarding is the one I'm definitely going to play. Right,
1: right. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then, uh, you know, Tate at 4-6, you know, he's just his minutes. You never know. I'm not comfortable playing him. But mm-hmm. Christian Wood's down to 7-2. Um, and then Goon uh, at four three is getting more of a role in the offense. So, is that how
1: you pronounce his name? I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's Goon is how
0: Jen-Gun. it's pronounced, okay. and he's really becoming a viable candidate to make mm-hmm. lineups as long as that price stays low. Right. So for me, again, you know, I'm considering Ball, Rogier Bridges, Porter, Gordon, Wood. So there's six guys that I'll probably. Yeah. Nar and Jen Goon seven. Mm-hmm. So there's out of seven, I'll probably narrow it to four. But I like this game best of every anything on the slate.
1: Yeah, yeah. As long as it stays close, it should be a good fantasy producing producing game.
0: Absolutely. All right, how about the Miami Heat and Chicago Bulls? Does that one work for Miami you? Chicago Bulls. It's
1: a defensive game.
0: <laughs> it is. So this is not the most exciting game from a DFS standpoint. Miami is only favored by one-and-a-half in Chicago, so a road favorite. 107 implied for Miami, 105-and-a-half for Chicago. Uh, like, 212-and-a-half is that number. So that is not a fun over-under uh, by any stretch of the uh, you know imagination. But both teams are tough. Both teams have their key guys. That makes it tough as well to, to put people in there.
2: Mm-hmm. But you've
0: got um, – the Miami Heat coming in at 12 and seven, similar Bulls 13 and seven. Garrett Morris in Oladipo out for Miami, Patrick Williams out for Chicago. So you got strong teams sharing the ball, a lot of usage to go around, uh, you know, and that makes it tough. Uh, Miami did not play last night, Chicago did. Uh, pace 26 for Miami, 14 for Chicago. Offensive efficiency, though, seven and nine because they have veterans that know how to score the ball but here's the fear you know two games in a row with some decent defenses 4 and 5 4 and 5 defense as far yeah. as in the league
2: mm-hmm. but the
0: difference here to me is the amount of studs on both sides of the ball yeah so what's your take here yeah
1: that that was one thing that really stood out to me was just the defensive you know efficiency of these teams and then, like you said, the amount of the amount of studs on both sides of the ball, and and there's a little bit of a question or a concern here based on what's happened in the past because Zach Levine, um, he's only eight thousand on Fanduel, he's ninety two hundred on DraftKings, so I don't know if I would go to him there, but he had almost fifty fantasy points last time they played against the Heat, and you right. know I would think he would probably see Jimmy Butler's defense, which that was kind of surprising that he had that many points now. Um, I don't know who Butler will guard because, you know, they've got DeRozan and they've got Levine and they've got, you know, Lonzo ball. So there's just a lot more talent there on the Chicago side now. So I don't know what that will look like. Um, how that usage is going to spread out tonight. Okay. If that's true about Levine. And he has had a lot of success against Miami. You know, like I said, on FanDuel, I would consider him, but not on DraftKings. And then, um, for the Miami side, I am looking at Bam at a He's 7,900 on FanDuel. He's 8,300 on DraftKings. Chicago ranks 24th against power forwards, and he had forty almost 45 fantasy points last time they played in April. So if he gets 45, that's a pretty good number at 7,900.
0: I agree with you, man. I, I really do. Um, You know, this uh, there's so many different scenarios here that that could play out. You know, if this game stays close, there are so many guys that can make their number, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it will. But, you know, when you're talking about the Lowry, Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Hero, you know, that's a lot of usage with a lot of guys at not great prices, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got your, we're back to the dilemma. Now that Vuk's back, you got the Ball, Levine, DeRozan, Vukovic issue. Yeah. Um, you know, and now Caruso, when they were shorthanded with the lower price, was more of a boost. But now you even have Kobe White kicking into yeah. that time a little bit. So, and I just, you know, as much as I love this game and I want to watch this game, and I do think both of these teams are really tough. I mean, other than Brooklyn and maybe Philly, I mean, these two teams, in my opinion, could be Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. type of teams. yeah. But DFS-wise, they're tough, man. When they're at full strength and they're going against another really good defensive team, I just, I really don't find myself wanting to go there because the pricing, you know, you're not getting any type of reduced pricing And as far as I'm concerned Mm -hmm. with all of these 9K prices, 970, you know, for Butler, 83 for Bam, 92 for Levine, 9K for DeRozan. So I, I think I'm okay. going to take the money and just pass this game. Okay. And I know, you know, I think this game is going to get some attention because there's so many big names and good players. But I'm just going to suck it up from a DFS standpoint and, and take the walk.
1: Yeah, I can see it. It's kind of a mid-level over-under. so Yeah,
0: Yeah, or even close to lower. No, to close to, yeah. It's low
1: number. yeah, it's actually pretty low, yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right, man, let's go to the next one. We have three left Orlando Magic, Cleveland Cavaliers. We have Cleveland minus eight and a half, 204 and a half over under. We've got an implied total for Cleveland 106.5, and Orlando 98. Um, definitely a fun game here as far as young watching, you know, some young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, opposite of the last game, but some young and up and comers. Magic are 4 and 16, Cleveland is 9 and 10. You've got the big news that's going to dictate this game completely. <clears throat> One of my favorite players in the, in the league this year, Cole Anthony is questionable and he did yeah. miss the last couple games. So, we need that news that shuffles everything, you know. You know, he immediately would be in play for me if he's playing with no restrictions. Mm-hmm. He'll be my my first guardian cuz it's against uh, you know a backcourt of Cleveland. That I, I'm not super respectful of. Right. Doubt, then it changes things. Suggs becomes playable, um, and you go from there. <clears throat> but then, as far as the other injuries with Orlando, you've got Michael Carter Williams, Fultz, Isaac, and more out for Cleveland. Probable on Mobley and Stevens. So mm-hmm. it's great that Mobley's back. So they'll have more of their regular lineup in there. They haven't had that in a while. I know Sexton's out for the season, but they haven't had the lineup of Garland, uh, Okoro, Markinen, who was out for a while, Mobley, who was out for a while, and Allen, who missed some time. So, you know, it's watching the youngsters, the Bombas versus Allens and Carters versus Mobleys. I mean, they're the future, you know, strong players in the NBA. So I think it's going to make for a fun game here to, to view. And the question is, Can we find some diamonds here to roster? Orlando's on the second night of a back-to-back. Cleveland is on an island game. Uh, Pace, Orlando 11th, Cleveland 23rd. Neither team efficient offensively, as again, you expect with young teams, 27th and 24th. Orlando's now second to last in defense. Cleveland Mm -hmm. is down to 12th. They were in the top 10 for a while. That has been shrinking a bit. So, there's definitely some targets here, man. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I think that you kind of hit on it earlier, but Evan Mobley, um, 7,400 on FanDuel, 7,000 on DraftKings. Orlando's 21st against power forwards. And, you know, he's just been very impressive as a rookie. So, I do like Evan Mobley. Um, and on the other side, Wendell Carter, he's 5,800 on both sides. I know he had the big game last night, but Cleveland's last against power Forge.
0: For man.
1: Yeah, huge, uh, huge night last night for us. But, you know, Cleveland's last against power forwards and fantasy points allowed. So I'm definitely still looking at him and still below 6k. That's a good price. Um, if Cole Anthony is out, I do think that Jalen Suggs 5400 on DraftKings their 29th, second last against point, uh, point guards. Cleveland is so I think that Jalen Suggs is in play for me. Um, so, so those three, Carter Mobley and Suggs, would be the ones that I'm looking at the most for this game.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, he's questionable, so we have to follow throughout the day. I just, I'm not sure Cole Anthony plays today. I'm I, right now in my initial projections. I have him out, but yeah. I'm hoping he gets ruled in. But if he is out, I think Suggs can be a consideration just because he's gonna have, he's gonna have the ball in his hand so much. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, I you know, I like Darius Garland. I think Garland, you know, but the problem is Garland's seven six, and that makes yeah. it a little bit rough because Rubio at six nine, who's not really cheap anymore, also can you know steal a lot of that usage and get a lot mm-hmm. done. So you get into that scenario now where you know which guy are you going to depend on here? I mean, I think you can look at those three guards and and make a logical choice to play them. I wouldn't go anywhere near the Gary Harris's or Okoro's or those guys on this kind of a slate. Right. But Suggs, Garland, and Rubio are, are definitely worth consideration. Where I'm more interested right now, because I think the pricing is wrong. For some reason, my man Wendell Carter Jr. He's only at five eight, so. He's not, you know, the way he's played, and I know last night he was more excited because he got to play against Chicago and he was Mm. fired up. So there was a narrative there to follow. But still, you know, people may jump off of that now or maybe people didn't even realize it. But at 5'8", you still have to consider him. I mean, that's, you know, until he's maybe 6'8", then you start Mm -hmm. talking about it. But at 5'8", he's in play. I think Mo Bamba at 6'5", is even in play as well as Jared Allen at 7'4", and Mobley at 7'. So I like all four young big men. Um, It's hard to take up a center spot when you have so many good options here. But, you know, wouldn't be worried at all to go with one big from each side um, and and make it work, especially on the sites where you can play multiple bigs. And now Mm -hmm. that Carter has that power forward slash center eligibility, that gives you more options just like yeah. Mobley. So, you know, I like the young bigs, not going to go big here. Maybe just the one important big play on one side, maybe the value on the other, but a 204 and with those numbers that we read out, you, you just can't afford that much exposure to that yeah. kind of game. You know?
1: Yeah, I agree. All
0: right. Two games left. Washington wizards, Dallas Mavericks, Dallas by seven and a half, which is a lot. 2.10 and a half is the total, 101.5 for the Wizards, 109 for Dallas. <clears throat> We've got um, Wizards coming in at 12 and 7, Dallas limping in at 10 and 7, uh, but they have been without Lucas some on and off recently. Injury-wise, uh, Bryant and Hashimura are out for Washington. The important news for Dallas is Brunson. He's questionable, and that just crushes them if he's out because he makes that you know starting unit or specifically the second unit really go. He's mm-hmm. in crunch time. He finishes games. We need that news. Uh, Nita Lakina, who's been a good solid guard off the bench, is out. So Dallas a little thin uh, in the backcourt. So we've got to look that one through because um, that is a bit of a concern. I am surprised that line seven and a half, though. I think Washington has played some good ball. But – <clears throat> the big question here is, I don't see him listed here. I, I'm hoping Dinwiddie is in. Um, I have him listed as in right now, but there I did see a report that they may have a rest day for him. So mm-hmm. it is early morning. We have to follow that news because that becomes very important as well. Right. Right. Stati- yeah. Statistically speaking, uh, you know, the pace stinks, 24th and 28th. So that scares you off. Neither team has been offensively efficient. Twenty-second um, and seventeenth. Uh, they, you know, Washington's been winning with their defense. They're tenth, and Dallas is sunk down to eighteenth. So, mm-hmm. really, Dallas has not played great ball. They had a real soft schedule early on, and uh, you know, I'm concerned Washington wins this game outright. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a Mass fan, so. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that is hard to say, but I think this game stays close, which does make me interested. Now, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to want to pay up for Luca. He is 11-5 on DraftKings, and I get it, but I'm interested to, to get your take on this. Um, Washington, by the way, is on a second night of a back-to-back, if I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Dallas is on an island game.
1: Yeah, I actually... Um... You know, I kind of think the same thing. I think a lot of people are going to be on Luka, but I'm looking at more of the bigs in this game. Uh, Montrez Harrell, 6,900 on FanDuel, 6,300 on DraftKings. And then um, Gafford is 4,800 on FanDuel, 4,100 on DraftKings. We love to attack Dallas with bigs. Right. And then um, on the other side, on Dallas' side, I do I do like Porzingis. He's been playing pretty well. 8,800 on FanDuel, 8,700 on DraftKings. And Washington is 22nd against power forwards and fantasy points allowed. So I do like the bigs in this game, and, and that's pretty much it from what I was looking at early on.
0: What What are your feelings on the Gafford-Harrell thing all total? Do, I mean, are you 100% sold on one or the other, or can you
1: – I'm leaning towards Gafford because of the value. I mean, it's $2,200 less on DraftKings. And yeah, yeah. About the same on FanDuel. So, it is. And yeah. they're getting similar minutes, you know, so – I like, I like Gafford, and we particularly lean towards the centers, and Gafford's more of a traditional center in that offense. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just tearing me up because I can't figure out which way I want to go there because, you know, the Mavs are in – you know, it's looking like they're going to start Colley Stein at center now. Mm. They did the last game. I think he may get another start over Dwight Powell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm not impressed with Colley Stein at all. And I wouldn't roster him either. For those that are going to yeah. say, okay, Kauley Stein is no. the guy tonight at Deadman 3K. He stinks, man. Don't do it. Because to get to 15 fantasy points to make value is a stretch. Yeah. I really think. So yeah. I'm, I'm not touching him with the 10-foot pole. You know, I do think Gafford at 4-1 may be the way to go. But mm-hmm. I also like Montrez. I mean, yeah. 6-3 is a lot but he is the type of brute player, the strong and, you know, guys that battle inside, they're the ones that kill the average. So mm-hmm. it makes, you know, Gafford's strong and everything, but he's a little more finesse than Harrell. Yeah. And I don't know. I may bite the bullet. I don't know if a lot of people will spend up for the 6-3. Uh, I think it could be a slate breaker kind of thing. And as insane as it sounds, because you know me, I'm like, Psycho when it comes to I won't play guys in timeshares. Right. You know I'm thinking of playing both.
1: Both of them. Isn't
0: that nuts? I mean, it could pay off. You never know. It could pay off. Super risky, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I'm that much torn at the four one Gafford or six <laughs> three here. I'm. I'll yeah. probably chicken out on doing it. As but I'll tell you what. One thing I will do is I'll have one at least on my cash lineup and one of my GPP. Cause I do mm-hmm. think they both can succeed here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely thankful that we have multiple position eligibility on all these sites now, because there's about three or four centers that I want to play tonight. So
0: I'm with you. Um, I think there's a couple things, you know, I'm not going up to Luke. I think he gets KCP defense. You know, I've been touting his defense all along and I, and I think uh, Dorian Finney Smith, We'll probably get some of Bradley Beal and a little of Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if Dinwiddie's not a bad play. I think Dinwiddie can have a nice game. He's in a consideration for me, uh, along with the Bigs with Washington. Did you and say he was the, questionable? Pardon me?
1: Did you say that Dinwiddie was questionable, though? I don't
0: see that he's designated as questionable, oh, but okay. I have two different. Uh, Venues that I get the information from to prepare for this podcast. One has them, has him in as starting with no, you know, saying of anything about questionable. The other one has him as a possible rest uh, day, which Mm. if he rests, they usually either start uh, Aaron holiday mainly, or maybe Howell Netto, but probably Aaron holiday. So I don't want any of those guys. Right. Or holiday, whatever. But, uh, you know, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Because if Dinwiddie does play, I think he's he's a nice play here. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, Porzingis at 8-7, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm really, I am considering him, uh, you know, he's almost four grand cheaper than Luka. If this game is going to be tight and they're going to stay in there, you know, Porzingis is a key factor here. And I don't like the price, but uh, I think there's a chance there. Only the only main thing I want to say is, and you know, I know it goes out there, and you know, when you say something like this, a guy usually goes nuts. But Willie Cully Stein is a trap, and I know people are going to dump him in there at 3K and just pray that he gets 15 and make the rest of their lineup. But he can bury you, uh, mm-hmm. you can't get away with an eight or an 11 in inspected gets things done. So, yeah, I need the news on Brunson though, because if Brunson doesn't play. Now you're talking about some issues here for the bench with the Mavericks because the next guy that they'd normally go to uh, would be Nitalikina, and he's out. So Mm -hmm. the guy that that I'm watching, if Brunson is ruled out, my value play from this game is Reggie Bullock. He's 3-4. He's a fine defender, and if he gets more time, he's a 3-and-D guy that could knock down four or five threes. Yeah. I don't think he'll be owned at all. Yeah. So – that's my sneaky guy in this game. I, you know, it's not going to be a game I target, but I think you can find one or two pieces that can really take you over the top. Yeah. All right. You ready for the last one?
1: I am ready.
0: Pelicans, Jazz, 9 p.m. So no super late games. 9 p.m. Eastern is the latest game. Both teams played last night. So even, even's out a bit there. Pels have to go to the, uh, Elevation in Utah, Utah is favored by a big fat 13. So this is the scariest blowout game of the day. Uh, 217 is the total, 102 implied for the Pels. Nice, juicy 115 for the Jazz. So that gives interest there. Injuries, Luzada and Zion Cheeseburgers Williamson. Zero injuries again for the Utah Jazz, which is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Not a super young team but they never get hurt. Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. Uh, As far as statistically speaking, 18th and 17th in pace, a little below average. New Orleans, 26th in offensive efficiency. Utah, third, super, a team that's played together. Everybody's back. They know each other and it shows in their offensive efficiency. Pell's playing no defense at 27th. Utah's seventh. They've been in that top 10 throughout so this is an interesting game to end the night. Is this something you have any key targets that you're after?
1: It's interesting that you you were talking about how they, they played yesterday. They played each other. I know. <laughs> you know, so um and the crazy thing is is that the Pelicans actually won the game somehow. You know, this yep. game to me in Utah, everything about this game screams blowout to me. So I'm yep. thinking um Willie Hernan Gomez, 4,500 on DraftKings is a value play, and Herbert Jones is 3,400 on DraftKings. He got 35 minutes yesterday, and that's really it for me. I think that this game blows out, and I think that those those couple of reserve guys from the Pelicans are going to get a lot of minutes, so I want to have that value play, and uh, I don't really want anyone on Utah because I think they're just going to blow them out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't like this game. I really don't. I'm going to have very little exposure here. The only I mean, there's only two guys and you mentioned, uh, you know, them I uh, Herbert Jones and Josh Hart to me Mm -hmm. are the two guys that are priced right that you could you know, you could take a a shot at there that, you know, could give you some value. You know, the other option is if you really feel that strong on a a blowout type scenario, you could go to a Kyra Lewis at 3-3 because he's going to probably play 25, 28 minutes. You know, if you really want to go cheap, um, even a Nikhil Alexander Walker at five, one maybe,
2: mm-hmm. but you
0: know Her- Herbert Jones at that three four and Josh Hart still sub six k and keeps getting it done. He's at 5'8". eight. Uh, I feel good in those spots. I really don't want to mess on the Utah side though because yeah. all their guys they're they're not going to push uh, right. at all. You'll yeah. see. You'll see the guys ending that game will be probably. Ingalls, Rudy Gay, Whiteside, Trent Forrest, and maybe Eric Pascal or a, a, mm-hmm. an Oni maybe or Ozabuki. That's who you're going to see end it, but it's just going to screw up that rotation. You don't want to sit there yeah. in that last game and just need 18 points from somebody or whatever, and he can't get in the game. So right. I would tread lightly in that game, but there are a few Pelicans, uh, you know, that are priced right. It could be a last man in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we're not sitting at the end of the night sweating out Herbert Jones pulling us through.
0: (laughs) Or it'll probably be, you know, Pelicans back to back wins over the Jazz. And yeah, we can figure it out.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: All right, man, let's build this. Two brains are bigger than one lineup. And let's make our listeners some cash money. Mm -hmm. I am I am clicking on it. You want me to pick first today? Yeah, I picked
1: first last week. So
0: oh, yeah. That's what they all say. The pressure's on. And I think I'm going to go to... I, I think I want to start out with the guy that's a bit of a pay up for me. It's Chris Paul at 8,300. Okay. I like the matchup and the way the game sets up for him.
1: All right, I'm gonna go with because I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume that um, Cole Anthony's gonna be out, so I'm gonna take Suggs.
0: All right, do you, you do you need me to spell out assume for you? <laughs> 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 okay, man, that's fine. And remember, for our listeners, you know, we'll put updates right up until lock and Discord. But if you're a listener and not a member, which what are you waiting for? Right, uh, big winners, you know, 10k in takedowns last night. But uh, we will update on Twitter if you're not in our Discord. So let's say, you know, Anthony's in and and we want to back out of the Suggs move, then um, I'll call and harass Crash and he'll have Joe change it.
1: (laughs) All right. I was going to say, let me give you a pivot if he's out, but I'll just wait to see what happens.
0: No, that's perfectly reasonable. All right. I think... uh, I think I'm gonna go with uh I wanna I don't want to spend all the money like I do every single time we do this. I'm, I'm gonna go with this Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay. Because he's he's on the cheap and it makes sense. Now Aldridge is let me make sure of this. He's I want to put him in as a power forward.
1: Okay. I'm gonna put Wendell Carter Jr. in as a power forward too.
0: Okay, so we have those two. How much was Suggs, by the way, and which point guard or shooting guard? Point guard. Okay. How much? Oh, there he is, 58. Okay, so we're fine. We're still on that 6,700 each kind of scenario. Um, Montrez Harrell center we we don't have any power forward spots left
1: right yeah yep. i was saying it had to be center okay i just
0: i i'm gonna go with him over gafford
1: okay i'm gonna take uh let's take Ubre at shooting guard
0: boy he was tough for me last night and i was watching that game I had him super super low on. He was really one of the MVPs of that the takedowns last night. Yeah. He was absolutely unconscious. Um, let's see here. We want to get something a little bit cheaper to make everything work. Uh, I'll go with a very fair priced Darius garland at shooting guard okay that gives us 7500 even for our last two spots so we're we may we did well today
1: Mm-hmm.
0: let me see here but i like it small forward if you're looking at this i'll look at shooting guard then if you're looking at small forward okay So you gotta look at it's. Um, it's a these aren't the you know layups here. These are some interesting ones.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take Alec Burks.
0: Burks, wow! You're giving me all kinds of cash. Yep. And you're taking it. What which, which spot? I guess it doesn't. I took a right?
1: small forward, but it doesn't matter. Um,
0: okay, so if you take him, let's see. Let me look at both spots because we have. That's what's nice. I'm yeah. so happy. Fandle did multiple uh, positioning. I'm taking Jimmy Butler at nine, eight. Okay. So that gives us Chris Paul, Jalen Suggs, Darius Garland, Alec Burks, Kelly Oubre, Jimmy Butler, Wendell Carter Jr., Montrez Harrell, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Is that you know, nice that's mid. a very GPP-ish, unique lineup, some low ownership. I love mm-hmm. it
1: nice mid-level build right there that we've been talking about
0: that's right the
1: way to do it we didn't even mention him but i like the jimmy butler that's a revenge game for him makes a lot of sense
0: yeah and that's his part of the country he's from up in that area played at marquette and all that so yeah yeah you know you know that area well over in that section of the world
1: yep i watched i watched marquette um i watched him a lot when they had dwayne wade and, and those guys but um a little bit with Jimmy Butler, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, outstanding. Remember, DFS Coach Talk. This is the time to get a hold of us. Whether you can uh, catch up to us uh, on YouTube, just check us out there. DFS, as in Daily Fantasy Sports Coach Talk. Uh, leave, uh, Hit that thumbs up, subscribe button, a little message there. Also, uh, if you want to check us out, on our website, go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have this Black Friday slash Cyber Monday uh, countdown of these best deals. Only time we're going to offer these deals throughout the year. There's two days, 12 hours, 55 minutes, and 24 seconds left. And you can get those $1 a day memberships, $2 a day memberships that extend for uh, a week, a month, all kinds of different possibilities. So uh, check those out. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, we appreciate all of you uh, listening in. Hopefully, you're still enjoying some friends and family or work uh, getting back to your home. So everybody travel safely. Uh, download, check out our podcasts. Great to listen to. I, I was listening to them on the airplane uh, mm-hmm. the other day, and it really makes things fly by. So appreciate it. Uh, Josh, great game. Uh, great game today, I should say. As in this was our big game. So Mm -hmm. you feeling good about the lineup?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm feeling good about it. And, you know, let's carry off the momentum we had of last night. and Another big night tonight.
0: No, no question. So uh, I'll definitely be back tomorrow. It's a five game slate. So a little uh, easier one. And then it's interesting this coming week, Josh, it goes nine games, five games, nine games, five games, nine games. Isn't that weird?
2: That is weird.
0: We'll have the big nine gamers that i love better the five gamers they're okay but Mm -hmm. we'll be able to you know you can get a little craftier and build a little bit differently in those so fun stuff man i appreciate you jumping on i know you got a lot of family things going on uh as well so big shout out to all of our coach talk team um also just you know hey our our listeners our family to us and i know we have a lot of listeners and members listening I'm visiting uh, my sister right now, who's not doing well health wise. So any type of anything you can throw our way, her name is Valerie. Uh, You know, prayers and well wishes. We really appreciate that. Uh, And I just wanted to share that with everybody that listens. I mean, we're all we listen and talk every day. So we're like family here. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to dedicate this pod, especially to her. So,
1: yeah.
0: All right, my man, any final words?
1: I was just going to say we've we've uh, we've got another big weekend for NFL too. Um, we had a nice day, Thanksgiving Day, especially the showdown slate with the Bears and the Lions. Um, Andrew put out some really good winter you know lineups uh, that day. So I was traveling, so I didn't get to catch up with a lot of that stuff. But I did catch it at the end of the day to see what happened. So we're going to build off that momentum too. We got a lot of momentum going right now in coach talk, and, and we're just going to keep it rolling.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I'll tell you, you're not going to find a better NFL team than what we have here with Andrew Hansen leading the way, and then Josh uh, and Joe Omaha Joe, and, and our analytics guy, John Wehausen. That group just puts out more information. Uh, you know, we have some members. Make it happen is the guy in our membership group that posts a lot of good information, yeah. too. I mean, we really attack it as a team. We win as a group. And Mm -hmm. that makes it a lot more fun when you're rooting each other on.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, my brother. Appreciate you. And uh, everybody out there, really enjoy your day. I'm going to actually try to do some Christmas shopping today. So this is a very bizarre thing for me. I usually refuse to do it, but I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully I survive. Good luck. All right. Okay, my brother, we'll talk to you soon. Everybody out there, uh, great day. Let's crush it tonight. And we'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to absolutely crush it in NBA DFS.